Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into My Guys in the Desert. Stormy Bon and Tony with you for the next hour. We are live from our Circa st- uh, studio here in downtown Las Vegas. Got a great show on top, plenty to cover. But uh, it is March Madness, as you know, so a very heavy dose of college hoops today, which I could not be happier about. The first four beginning this afternoon, opening rounds getting set to go on Thursday. Really excited for our first guest of the day as well, former longtime San Diego State head men's basketball coach Steve Fisher will join us in just a few minutes. We'll also hear from ESPN's Paul Biancardi, Ariel Epstein of Yahoo Sportsbook will give us her best bets. And we're going to go behind the counter a little bit later with Director of Sportsbook Operations at DraftKings, Johnny Avello. But as we do every day to start the program, let's get into our top five stories, things that impact us as betters, because we had a lot of NFL news coming down this morning as well. Number one, the specifics of Aaron Rodgers' deal as he returns to Green Bay were released earlier today. It's essentially a three-year, $150 million deal that also includes two voidable years in 2025 and 26 that helps for salary cap purposes we'll get too into the weeds here on structure but the way the deal was done is cap hit actually drops by about 18 million dollars now the Packers just need to figure out what to do with Jordan Love and it might also help to get Devontae Adams to play Packers are the odds on favorites to win the NFC North and the conference at minus 190 and plus 250 respectively on DraftKings plus 850 third on the board for next year's Super Bowl and Rodgers also third to three Pete on the MVP odds board at eight to one number two the pursuit of Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson continues today and evidently the Atlanta Falcons have entered the chat. We already knew 
NFC South rivals, the Carolina Panthers and New Orleans Saints were hot and heavy trying to land Watson completing their meetings yesterday, the Browns today, and then reportedly the Atlanta Falcons having their meeting tomorrow. Atlanta has been committed to veteran QB Matt Ryan, but our owner Arthur Blank has talked about finding his successor and resetting the franchise's future. The Panthers were the latest favorite, according to BetMGM, at plus 200 to make a trade with Houston, and it's believed that Watson could make his decision as soon as Wednesday. Moving on to number three, the Jaguars moving fast and furious. This free agency frenzy, a lot of alliteration there. I apologize. But Jacksonville agreeing to terms with six free agents yesterday, doling out about $100 million in the process. General consensus is they overpaid, but here's what they got. Guard Brandon Scherf, wide receivers Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, tight end Evan Ingram, so Trevor Lawrence should be pleased there offensively. They also snagged on D. Foley, Fatuasi, and linebacker Foye Aluakin, who led the NFL in tackle this past season with 192. They then released linebacker Miles Jack. Despite their struggles, the Texans still have the worst odds in the division. The, the Jaguars just above them, but a 50-1 to long shot in the AFC, 130-1 to for next year's title. Number four, defensive end Randy Gregory had a very interesting morning. Reports including from the official Dallas Cowboys Twitter account posted that a deal was done for the team to retain Gregory on a five-year, $70 million deal, 28 mil guaranteed. Even his agent told the Dallas Morning News Gregory was staying in Dallas. Cue the plot twist here. Vic Lombardi, longtime member of the Dal- of the Denver media, got on the horn to say his sources say a deal was done, but with the Broncos, not the Cowboys. Evidently, he did not like some verbiage with regards to the Cowboys contract. The structure of the deal is the same, but he's headed to the Mile High City. Broncos odds now that you not only have Russell Wilson, but also arguably the most coveted defensive end on the market, plus 200 to win the AFC West, 7-1 in the AFC, and 12-1 Super Bowl odds. Last one here in just over an hour and a half. The opening game of the first four will tip off from Dayton, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, and Texas Southern getting things going. The Tigers opened a two-and-a-half point favorite since moved to three-and-a-half. Total 135-and-a-half. The winner of that one will face Kansas in the Midwest region's 116 game. Then in the nightcap later, Indiana a four-point favorite against Wyoming. Total 132-and-a-half as they battle for a 12 seed in the East and the right to play St. Mary's. Now, who better to talk March Madness with than some who's taken multiple teams to NCAA and Sweet 16 appearances, won a national title on that stage. Welcome in Steve Fisher, the winningest coach in San Diego State and Mountain West Conference history, won that title as the head coach of Michigan. Of course, constructed that unforgettable Fab Five team as well. No better time of year than this is their coach. No, that is exactly right. This is uh, stop everything and have every TV going and switching every channel to catch as much of all the games as you possibly can. So it's, it's the conference tournaments were exciting and this will just uh, ratchet it up a little bit more. No doubt. And that's a great place to start because I know you still follow the Aztecs as close as anyone, your close relationship with your former assistant, Brian Dutcher, who's the head coach over there. They had a heartbreaker in the Mountain West tournament here in Vegas over the weekend. How do they regroup and what's the expectation for them against Creighton in the opening round? They lost three times to Boise State in every game with one possession to go, either team could win. It was that close. And I've been there, done that. Uh, the difference between that shot going in or not going in is uh, exponentially different. Uh, we are that close to being the conference tournament champions and really conference champions with the games we had with Boise. So what you do is uh, – you know, you have to have short-term memory with the losses. It's, you turn around, and I was up at uh, 
at our uh, alumni center, and as we uh, watched the selection Sundays, and our kids were so excited when they saw their name called. And I think it's every player and coach's dream, as well as fans, to be able to participate, be a part of, cheer for someone you care about in a in an NCAA tournament run, and that's what we're going to be able to do. So we'll we'll be ready to play. That last game won't have any impact on us from an emotional standpoint. No doubt. And the Aztecs are a two-and-a-half-point favorite in the game. Low total as expected with the stout defense that's become such a trademark of the program over the last few years. But offensively outside of Matt Bradley, who to you needs to rise to the occasion for this team to have some continued postseason excess? What we've had this year is we've had great depth. And we and Dutch is playing 10 people, which is unheard of in today's world. But he truly is. And anybody can come in and get that uh, that hot hand. Adam Seiko, a fifth-year senior, who says he's going to come back for a sixth year next year, has had games where he's hit back-to-back-to-back threes to break open games. Uh, Trey Pulliam has... We come back to the form that he had last year towards the end of the season and playing great basketball and scoring the ball well for us. Uh, so we've had a lot of people that have come in and uh, added to uh, Matt Bradley, who's our transfer from Cal, our leading scorer, leading playmaker, and a uh, terrific, terrific player. You know, I was really excited to see the Mountain West Conference get four teams in this year, kind of reestablish what a great conference that it truly could be. You see Boise State, San Diego State, CSU, Wyoming all in, but the draw is not exactly super helpful to the league. Is there a team outside of San Diego State you think could be built to make a push and win a couple of games early? Well, I'm biased, but I think, I think we've got the best chance in terms of opening round matchups. I think that Boise State got the shaft in terms of one seed, two playing, uh, un, I think, an underseeded Memphis team. Uh, they're really good. This is the best Boise State team this, uh, this, that uh, Leon Rice has had since he's been there. And I, I think they've got a great chance in that opening round, but then he'd have to face his coaching compadre, uh, Mark Few, in game two if he won the first one. So, But I think he's got a chance. Uh, Wyoming tonight, or yeah, Wyoming tonight against Indiana. That'll be interesting. Uh, I I like that their team. They've got an inside-outside combination that could cause some problems. And I'm torn a little bit, uh, although I'm not torn. I'm I'm a Jawan Howard fan, so as much as I love the the Mountain West. I'm pulling for Juwan tonight, but I think that'll be a great game also. Yeah, I was curious your opinion on that game because a lot of people weren't sure if Michigan was going to make the dance and then your former player ends up getting them an 11 seed and they have to take on a Mountain West team. How does that happen? I don't know how it happens, <laughs> but it, it, it is going to happen. Uh, I, I think that we complain, and but we should just say I'm glad we're in and now we have to take care of business. But uh, you get that 8-9 seed, uh, that's hard. It's hard because you're going to go up against the one seed in game two if you're mm-hmm. fortunate to get by the first one. So Colorado State's got the highest seed and maybe as tough in a first-game opponent as, as any of the four of us.
One more thing that I really wanted to get your opinion on. Obviously, LSU had a, a very sticky, interesting situation having to let Will Wade go this past week coming into the tournament. You're somebody who, in a different situation, had to take over a team before the tournament and ended up going on an incredible national championship run. Can you take me into what's in what's going on in the mind of a Kevin Nickelberry right now and that squad as they look to compete without their head coach? Uh, hard for me to really tell the what happened at LSU uh, really it's been going on since 2017 so they've had to deal with what's going to happen when will it happen could it happen and then for it to happen on the eve of the tournament uh, you know something is out there that probably we don't know right now I think it'll be hard for them to be honest with you uh regroup and uh, come back and everything that's swirling around what you have to be able to do easy to say hard to do circle the wagons block everything else out and say it's us against the world and uh, rally and gain strength through one another i was fortunate from the standpoint and again i don't know lsu's uh, coaching situation when i was bill frieder's assistant he gave me a lot of responsibility to where I would talk pregame. I did some things that, uh, you know, head coaches do, but I had the luxury and privilege of doing it as an assistant. So me being, again, in front of the team talking before that first game, it was not unusual for them to see that, me giving yeah. a, a pregame talk. So I think that was a little different. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with LSU. Appreciate the time so much. Thank you and enjoy the games. Thank you. Bye-bye. As an Aztec myself, awesome when we get to catch up with Steve Fisher. And remember, if you're like me, you want to get that five-hour energy going, 15 flavors, fivehourenergy.com. Make sure you check it out today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. 
Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd, cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Listen to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on v the Sports Betting Network. 
everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming. Daily Best Bets emails our tournament betting guide. It includes advice, data, and strategy, all just $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket, betting against the spread, our whole team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops, Peterson, Matt Eumanns, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Tim Murray. They've got insights on all the key teams, conferences, players to watch from the favorites to those potential Cinderella's. Sign up today and get the betting guide plus full access to Beeson through April 5th for just $19 at vcin.com slash madness. Stormy Bon and Tony with you. I hope you guys are as proud of me as I am for keeping it so cool when Steve Fisher was on. We love those Aztecs. Thanks for everything that he did for my university's program. But it is Hot Take Tuesday, where my wonderful producer Stephanie Kamershack gives me some takes, and I got to determine the heat coming off them. The first one she gives me, a Pac-12 team will win the NCAA title. You can bet that at plus 550. I don't think this is that hot because I think Arizona is an exceptionally legit contender. USC and UCLA, I do not have that type of faith in. So I would prefer if you're going to bet a future rather than betting the conference, I would just bet plus 650 the Arizona Wildcats. That's the way I'm feeling. Assuming, of course, Kirk Kreese gets back before or around Sweet 16 time, which Hopefully that picture didn't look so great, but he's a fighter, I think. Um, another one here she's got in the NFL. Mitchell Trubisky will not win the starting spot for Pittsburgh. I'll say medium hot just because anything's possible, but I mean, who in that room is going to win the job? Mason Rudolph's going to beat you out? Give me a break. Don't come for me with his win-loss record either. He's not a good quarterback. I'm very intrigued, though, to see if the Steelers can get Trubisky back to that Pro Bowl form his first year. If it really was just Matt Nagy not having confidence in him, bringing him down. Um, see what he can do with the Steelers. I think that could be. I think it could be more fun than people think. Last one year, she says Deshaun Watson would make any NFC South team the favorite to win the division if he was added to him. This one's. This is too hot for me. Wherever Watson lands, that team will automatically become a better team, no doubt. I do like the outlook, especially for Carolina, if they get him. But to me, the Bucks, the Bucks are it, right? The Bucks are the favorite right now. With Tom Brady coming back, they're going to get a ton of those one-year deals done around him. We already saw them re-sign Ryan Jensen at center for Brady. They're going to do it again. Um, and I also, with regards to Watson, wonder what, if any, penance will come down from the NFL once his civil cases are done. So keep all of that in mind. NFC South odds currently Bucks minus 200 favorites. Panthers there at plus 750. We'll see if anything does swap. But that's too hot for me. Time now to keep our conversation rolling with hoops as Ariel Epstein joins the program, host and betting analyst over at Yahoo Sportsbook. I mean, before we get to basketball, though, what have you made of all this free agency frenzy? The last 24, 48 hours have been wild, my friend. It's wild in every sport, football, <laughs> baseball. My head is going to explode. I need to just put some kind of Excel spreadsheet up where I go through all the transactions and all the different sports so that I could try to keep up and not only keep up with the actual transaction stormy, as you know really well, we have to keep up with how the odds move too. Obviously, I mean, what a move we saw just with Tom Brady coming back to the Bucks. Every MVP, Super Bowl, Division, everything changed. Um, with regards to college basketball, we'll get into a couple of the specific first-round games that you like here in a minute. But you are a resident prop queen, so I wanted to take the approach first with regards to how far some teams will go, vol uh, value in the region type of thing. So let's start in the West here, girl, because Gonzaga, we know, has a really challenging path. They've been the odds-on favorite to win it all year. If you're not looking to the Zags, where should you look in the West? You should look to Texas Tech at 5 to 1 plus 550. The thing with Gonzaga is you have to lay juice for them to win a region. 
Are you kidding? You're laying juice on a futures bet? No, thank you. Texas Tech has experience. They are the number one defense in the country. Their head coach, Mark Adams, is a first-year head coach. However, he was the assistant to Texas Tech's head coach last year. In fact, when you look at all the reports and you hear what former head coach Chris Beard said, who's now at Texas, he, he knows that the mastermind of this defense was Coach Adams. That's why this defense hasn't seen any kind of fallback because of the head coaching change. I really like Texas Tech. Defense wins championships, and that's what Texas Tech looks like. Arkansas has a tough draw with Vermont. Vermont has a bunch of seniors and their experience. Their head coach, Eric Musselman, and J.D. Notag, one of the best players in the SEC. So keep a close eye on Arkansas. However, I do like Texas Tech the most out of this region. Yeah, J.T. Note there, a potential to be a stone-cold assassin in the tournament. But yeah, I don't think I don't think UConn has a lot. I do have a future on Arkansas at 80-1, to 1, so I'm hoping that they Ooh. go far. I gotta tell you. But you're dead on about Texas Tech's defense. Meanwhile, a team like Duke that's also in that region, we've seen some major issues with regards to the, their defensive game. Is that why you just don't don't have trust in the Blue Devils? I have no trust in the Blue Devils because I've been covering North Carolina teams since 2016. Duke always seems to struggle, especially recently, because they're a bunch of one-and-dones. They're really young, and this young freshman team who's supposed to be a team of freshman all-stars, they've been tasked with having to worry about all this media surrounding their head coach, Mike Krzyzewski. That's a lot of pressure for 18, 19 year olds. Duke has not done as well as Carolina in recent years because Carolina's had a lot of juniors and seniors leading the way. That's something we've seen through many years in March Madness that you have to have experience to get far. Duke hasn't had that experience in recent years, and it's the same exact situation this year. Yeah, well, we saw that pressure take over in that final game of the regular season and the ACC tournament title game. Yep. What about in the East? Where are we going? In the East, I'm looking at someone like Kentucky or UCLA. I'm not looking to Baylor because they're really banged up. Although they're a one seed, they have so many injuries. It's a miracle that they're still a one seed. I won't be surprised if they win. However, they have two point guards that are going to have to play pretty much the entire game. They don't have enough depth in Baylor. They have to play too many players. They're going to be too tired. That's why I look to a team like Kentucky, who's extremely deep. They can play nine to 10 players. All of them can play for decent minutes and even start. Usually the head coach of Kentucky, John Calipari, his teams are usually young like Duke. This year, that's not the case. They're all very experienced. Then when it comes to UCLA, this is a Bruins team that last year made it from the play-in game all the way to the final four. You have the same exact team come back for year two, the same head coach in Mick Cronin, who's a really good head coach. Keep an eye on UCLA. They probably have really good value too at any book that you're using. In the South, Arizona, Villanova, and Tennessee, the one, two, three seeds there. The Midwest, Kansas on paper, as far as the quadrants of the brackets go, seem to have the path of least resistance. Are you more apt to take a favorite in this instance, or are you looking farther down the board for those regions as well? I could see you going further down the board here, too. Arizona is really overrated. I also am so scarred oh. by taking Arizona because Arizona has scared me. Every time I take them to win my tournaments, they lose in the Sweet 16. <laughs> I just can't do it. I, every year I try to I, I say, oh, Arizona, they look good this year. And then in the tournament, they just ruin every bracket. I'm looking at Tennessee. They played unbelievable in the SEC tournament. They won it all. Their head coach, Rick Barnes, he hasn't brought a team to the Final Four since 2003, and it's looking really different this year. A lot of players on Tennessee can shoot the ball. 5-1 to one is for them to win the South. 
Houston's another team, too. They match up really well with Arizona if they have to face them in the Sweet 16. Houston, a Final Four team last year. They looked really good. They have the experience. They're really well coached in Kelvin Sampson. They could play defense. Houston could shoot the ball. They beat Memphis by 18 in their conference tournament championship. Everyone was on Memphis in that game. Houston didn't care, and they end up winning the game by a ton. Just also don't count, count out Villanova. They're a team that I'm not so high on just because of depth, yet they do have experience. Their fifth-year senior is Colin Gillespie. They have a really good head coach who knows what he's doing, and he's one of the best ever in Jay Wright. So Villanova, I'm not counting out. They have the experience. I just do like a team like Tennessee or Houston a bit more. And I do know what you said about Arizona, but as soon as you said it, my mind just went straight to 2014, my senior year of college at San Diego State when Arizona beat us in the Sweet 16. So oh, I just still have PTSD from it. Um, first round, though, as we got about a minute and a half left with you, what was the first bet you pulled the trigger on? Virginia Tech plus two and a half. I bet it on Sunday right after Selection Sunday. Stormy, I saw it everywhere. The lines were moving in favor of Texas Tech all the way to a one, one and a half. So I grabbed the last two and a half that I saw. They're playing their best basketball. Virginia Tech just beat Duke in the ACC championship game. Go with the teams that are playing their best basketball right now. Coach Mike Young focuses on defense and transition. That's where he gets a bulk of his points. They'll match up really well against Texas. I love that pick as well. I'm a huge fan of Mike Young and what he's doing with the Hokies. Uh, any other quick, quickly while we've got you, any other bets that you like in the opening round? Ooh, um, teetering on the lines of Marquette plus three against North Carolina. A little nervous about this North Carolina team. They've been very iffy aside for that game against Duke where they won at Cameron Indoor. Marquette plays well against good teams. They just don't play well against bad teams. Jaka Smart has done a good job. They have shooters and they can at least keep pace with UNC. All right. Great stuff as always, Ariel. Could not appreciate you more. And we'll be checking in with you plenty with soon with the MLB coming back as well. We got baseball, NBA, college hoops. Couldn't be better than this. Thank you. Thanks, Stormy. That's our girl, Ariel Epstein of Yahoo Sportsbook does great job just breaking down so many games for so many sports, and she posts them all on her Twitter as well. So make sure you give her a follow there. When we come back here on the program, we're going to hook up with Johnny Avello, director of sportsbook operations over at DraftKings. He's going to take us behind the counter on the splits for tonight. We got those two first four games coming up, so where is the money going? What are the ticket counts? He will fill us in there. Don't go anywhere. This is my guys in the desert on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Stormy Bon Antonio on V Sin, the Sports Betting Network. For more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. You can subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. You can also find all of VSIN's programming, including this show, in case you missed it. Time now for a little segment we're calling Trends Are Your Friends, or is it more quite Trends Are Your Friends? like Anchorman here. Um, we're going to look at the two games tonight in the first four and see if some of these trends we think will continue or not. Is it your friend? Indiana, Wyoming, the late game tonight. The over 
is seven and three the last 10 Indiana games. Is this trend your friend? Total in this one, 132 and a half. I think it is. Uh, Wyoming, who they've got this afternoon, has been a little hot and cold with their totals, but for the most part, been because their totals have been set a little bit higher in the 139 plus range. I expect a lot of post play in this game, by the way, but I do lean over. Um, another trend in this game, Wyoming one and four ATS their last five games. The spread in this one, four and a half. Pokes getting the points. Is this trend your friend? I I hope not. Um, I know everybody and their mom is on the fade the Mountain West, fade Wyoming train. Steve Fisher kind of talked me back into Wyoming a little bit, which was where my gut was. Love Graham Ike, love Hunter Maldonado and what they bring to the team. Um, my only worry is maybe did they peak a little bit too early in the season and we saw Indiana, the, the wins that they were able to get in the Big Ten tournament were very impressive. So I, I hope this trend is not your friend, but I haven't pulled the trigger and placed an actual wager on it yet, but I might when we get off of the show. The second game, or I guess it's rather the first game tonight, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, and Texas Southern going head to head. Corpus Christi, 10 and three ATS, their last 13 instances as an underdog, plus three and a half in this game. Joe Lenardi does not think this trend is your friend. He has Texas Southern winning this game by double digits. They did win a first four game last year. I think it'll be closer than double digits, but I lean back in the Tigers here too. They had a terrible start to the season, but they played a really, really tough non-con schedule. And as a team from the SWAC, they did eventually find their way, basically steamrolled through that conference schedule and also upset Florida when they were ranked 20th in the country. So give me Southern here. The over is also five and two in the last Texas of last seven Texas Southern games total 136. This is another one that I did not bet for the record, but here's my two cents on it. They are pretty high tempo teams um, in the 70 possession range. Our Greg Hoops Peterson does have the over as one of his best bets. So feel free to follow him and not me, but I think this could be an underplay. These are two of the worst offensive teams in the entire field. They're also both bottom nine offensively um, in terms of teams to make the tournament over the last nine years. They're also pretty comparative on defense. So I, th I think under there personally, but that's just me. Let's talk through where the money is going on these games and all of the tournament as we welcome in Johnny Avello, director of sportsbook operations for DraftKings. First of all, how freaking busy have you been over the last few days, my friend? Hey, Stormy Tuesday, uh, pretty busy. Uh, you know, Sunday, we, we got the numbers out very early as soon as they were announced. Uh, the group worked all night to finish up the regions, uh, props, everything else. So it's and then yesterday was kind of a breather as far as action's concerned. It's all picked up again today. So it's going to be three weeks of hell, Stormy. I'm sure hell, but in the best way, in the best way. You guys did such a tremendous job, by the way, though, with Selection Sunday, just how quickly you guys were getting those numbers out there. It was really impressive. With regards to tonight, since we are coming off talking about those first four games, what can you tell us about the splits? Where is the handle and ticket count sitting for these two games today? Uh, yeah, so the other Texas A&M, formerly known as or I guess currently known as Corpus Christi. Uh, they've got about 65% of the action on the game. The overs also about 65 on the over, which is about what it is on the Indiana game too. Uh, but Indiana's taking all the money, Stormy. 85% of the cash on Indiana in this one. Nobody giving the pokes a chance. Come on. No, I mean, you know, we put them up, they bet them. I, what can I tell you? Man, 
It's just cruel. We have seen a couple of lines, though, um, with these opening round games. We saw some lines flip a little bit from favorites to dogs. We also have seen a lot of underdogs um, in regards to seeding be the favorite. So what are some of the early line moves that you guys took notice of? Uh, right, stay. Uh, that's one of the playing games tomorrow. Open one and a half to three and a half against Brian. Uh, you know, some of the reasons for that is that they played Houston. They lost by 70. Uh, the other team has played Purdue, Long Beach, NC State, Akron. They've lost all those games too, but maybe just a little bit strength of schedule there. Uh, Michigan picked the two and a half against Colorado State. Um, when you look at the Rams, they've lost the UNLV twice out of the Mountain West. And Michigan beat all the top teams in the Big Ten, although their record's not that good for a tournament team. I think the perceived value on Michigan is high, Stormy. That's what it is. Um, UCLA, 15.5 down to 13.5. Got Akron with eight straight wins. Um, only played 20 games this year, so maybe they're fresh, I guess, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wisconsin, nine down to 7.5. Colgate with 15 straight wins. Uh, that's probably the reason why they're why they've been playing Colgate. And then Nova, 17 down to 15 and a half. Uh, this game's kind of interesting because Delaware is one of the worst defenses in the league, and the total's gone from 129 and a half to 134. But, um, you know, they, they like Delaware to hang around. You know, two seeds have only won nine times in 144 tries. Against the spread, they're better, but straight up they're not yeah the 512 a lot more trendy than the 211 but i'm still laughing at the i mean sorry 215 but i'm still laughing at the 11-6 matchup you mentioned there with csu and michigan because people didn't even think michigan was going to get in csu from the mountain west despite not winning the conference tournament gets a higher seed than boise and gets put in that matchup just what a what an interesting draw of a game that's going to be i feel like probably a pretty popular bet in general. What are some of those first round bets that you're seeing the most action on? Uh, Well, you know, Michigan for sure, and they're going to continue to get bet. That's the first game to jump out of the tournament. uh, 9-15 start on the West Coast. Um, We're also seeing some money on uh, Iowa against Richmond. Iowa, a nice run in the tournament. and so, you know, that we opened 10, just a half a move, uh, half a point move to 10 and a half. Uh, some others are Murray State. I knew Murray State would be a popular choice, Stormy, because they usually are when they get in this tournament. Uh, and a big record this year, 28 mm-hmm. wins. Uh, opened up pick, that game's up to one and a half. There's been a lot of games like that where the line's been one or one and a half, but we're going to be taking some tremendous action on these games. Uh, I expect... Six-figure bets, multiple six-figure bets on a lot of these games. That, oh, I can't wait to hear more about them as these big bets come in. I know you guys at DraftKings, in addition to offering, you know, normal just futures to win the NCAA tournament, you have to make the Final Four, Elite Eight, all of these different potential options. Um, What are those futures that you're seeing get bet the most, or if it is still just the, the winner who's taking in the most cash? There's still a lot of value out there on the, on the futures because we certainly have to drop the teams we have the most money on. Therefore, we have to raise the teams that we don't have as much on. So that's where the value is for the for the uh, customer. The Zags have been played all year long, uh, so they are definitely a hazard for us. Uh, notable teams that have taken some money as of late, Tennessee and Kansas. Those two teams over the last couple of weeks 
got hit pretty well. I was curious if Kansas would have taken in a lot more action just because it seems like the the overwhelming conversation with regards to the Midwest is Kansas has the easiest draw. So did you see that influx of money once the selections were made and you saw their path? Is that kind of how that happened? That's exactly when we saw it. If you remember on the selection show, uh, as we were putting up the lines, although Kansas had a buy, somebody bet Kansas 50000 at uh, 14 to 1. So that's to win 700000 uh, That was one of the bets that, uh, you know, kind of put us, I don't know if we're quite in a minus on them, but uh, if, if we're even at best. You know what else I remember from that selection show was that Tom Brady decided he was going to hijack it in announcing that he was returning to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What was that scramble like for you guys to have to adjust your numbers? You know, Tom had to get in the act, didn't he? <laughs> I mean, here we are. Seriously, here we are doing March Madness and he's got to announce that he's coming back. Hey, Tom, you know what? You had a lot of time to make a choice. You shouldn't have made it early. And so he made it early, and now all of a sudden he's changing his mind. I don't get this guy. I really don't. It's always something with this guy. He spends a couple of days at home with the kids and said, you know what? I'm not ready. I'm not ready to do this just yet. Uh, I think, you know what, Stormy? I think Giselle threw him out, to be honest with you. What? See, I heard that the Giselle was the one that was out here, had the inside scoop. She was making all those early futures bets. No, she's got she's got too much money to fool around with that. <laughs> Johnny, you are the best. Thank you so much for doing this yet again. And don't work too hard, okay? Thanks, Stormy. Have a fine week. Thank you. You as well. And that is our guy, Johnny Avello, director, again, of Sportsbook Operations and DraftKings. What a mad dash that was for every sportsbook on Sunday when Tom Brady said, you know what? 40 days in retirement. That was enough for me. Still plenty more hoops on the other side of this break. Super excited to have one of my favorite ESPN analysts on, Paul Biancardi. He was on the call recently for the America East Championship game. Saw Vermont in person. Really curious to see what his thoughts are as they face the Hogs in the opening round. Don't go anywhere. This is Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd, cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on V-CIN, the sports betting network. 
This segment of My Guys in the Desert brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, they're spit-free, and available in 10 varieties. They also come in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that works for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. Now visit Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com slash F-I-N-D. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Stormy Bond and Tony here wrapping things up on the show. And there are very few people out there as dialed into the college basketball world as our guest. Welcome in Paul Biancardi, National Recruiting Director for ESPN, college basketball analyst, NBA draft analyst. This guy does it all when it comes to the game. Hello, stranger. How are you? Hello, Stormy. Good to catch up with you again. Good to catch up with you, too. We were tweeting back and forth the other day as you were on the call for the America East Championship game. I was jealous, missed you guys, but because you were on that game, you saw Vermont so up close and personal. They just dominated that conference and that conference tournament throughout the course of this year. But now they're taking on an Arkansas Razorback team right out the gate, a tough draw on both sides. Could we be on upset watch? Give me your thoughts. Yes, and first of all, we missed you on the sideline. We had no sideline reporter, and if we did, she wouldn't have been as good as you. Oh, I love you, Paul. You're a blessing. (laughs) Uh, This is a great game, Stormy. I I walked away so impressed with Vermont. Uh, They have a two-time player of the year in Ryan Davis, and they have a young man by the name of Benny Shugu. And he's the guy, Shungu, excuse me. That's the dynamic duel you have to watch. But it is a difference of styles. Arkansas. They go to the free throw line more than anyone else in the country, and they make 75% of their free throws. They're a great defensive team. As you know, being an SEC team, they're very athletic. They take you out of your offense, and they make you uncomfortable. They're going to have to do all those things, Stormy, because Vermont, 75 points per game. They don't beat themselves. They're a low turnover team, and they're fifth in the country in field goal percentage. They are going to spread out Arkansas. They're going to cut them, drive them, space them, and shoot them. And if Arkansas is not alert and if they're not aware, uh, they're going to get beat not only with threes but with layups. And I feel the upset is Vermont in this game. Yeah, and for as good defensively as the Hogs were in the month of February, we didn't quite see that as much there in the SEC tournament. My my one concern with regards to this game was that consistent yep. level of competition that Arkansas has had to play throughout the course of the year, whereas in the America East, Vermont hasn't had to do that. Like I said, they kind of steamrolled through their schedule. Is there any concern just in terms of the type of team and the level of competition they have to play here? You know, on paper or from the outside, you would say that, Stormy, but this Vermont team, as you know from doing their games, they're an old team. They are a very old, experienced, together unit. Uh, I don't think they get intimidated by anybody. I don't think they're afraid of anyone. And the bottom line number, because we all love numbers, (laughs) the bottom line number, especially where you are, (laughs) is 37% Vermont shoots it from three. Arkansas only shoots it at 30%. Uh, If the game is close and Arkansas is tight, the home crowd always favors the underdog. I'm still going with Vermont. All right. I love it. They are a five-point underdog with regards to the spread. And you posted on Twitter a bunch of potential first-round upsets, so I do want to look at a couple other ones here. Boise State and Memphis, an interesting one. The Tigers, two-and-a-half-point favorites, but you like Boise State. Why? Because they don't beat themselves. And, And I look at teams that, 
can play smart and play together. That's going to be huge. Chemistry is a big factor right now. We can talk about talent, and talent is important, and you need a star. But Boise State will limit their turnovers. Memphis has been playing great uh, down the stretch, and that's a big big credit to Penny Hardaway. They had, they had some chemistry issues. I, I just don't think that they will beat Boise State because I think Boise State will score from the outside, and, and Memphis has not seen a team shoot it like this in the American. Virginia Tech has been a name I've heard a lot this week after the incredible run that they had in the ACC tournament, obviously upsetting Duke with the fashion that they did. Does Mike Young, you think, maybe have an edge in the coaching matchup over Chris Beard, which I know is a weird thing to say given the success that he's had with tournament teams when he was with Texas Tech. How do you feel about it? Yeah, no, no coaching advantage here. These two, I'm really high on these two coaches, actually. I'm very high on these two guys. They don't get a lot of publicity like other coaches, but they are great on both ends of the ball. I'm going to call Virginia Tech as an 11 seed. I'm going to call them Cinderella, and people okay. will wonder why. Because nobody expects them to make a deep run. They weren't going to make the NCAA tournament unless they won the ACC tournament, and that was obvious from the selection show. But I had them stormy early in November, and I thought they were a top three or four team in the ACC. Uh, they struggled at times during the regular season. But they got it together late and down the stretch. Obviously, they beat Carolina. They beat Duke. Carolina an eight seed, Duke a two seed. And Carolina has the talent of a a four seed. So to win those two games, to win the ACC tournament, it's starting to come together at the right time for Virginia Tech. And you talk about old and experienced transfers, uh, guys that have been with the program for four or five years. And Mike Young's team can beat you with their offense. They're not a high-scoring team, but they can beat you at execution, Stormy. And then if they're not scoring, they're the type of team that can make consecutive stops. So I I like Virginia Tech against Texas, and I like Virginia Tech against Purdue if Purdue moves on. Yep. Interesting. Plus, I mean, with a guy like Storm Murphy, how can you not go wrong, right? Storm's all around. There you go. (laughs) That's your favorite player. How did you know? How did you know? Yes, I did. I actually got to cover him uh, in the SoCon tournament back when he was with Wofford a few years back. So big fan of Mike Young and what he's doing with that program. What was your, when you look just as the bracket came down, it was if there was one or two games that as soon as you saw that matchup, you're like, that's going to be a great game. I'm excited about this Providence, uh, South Dakota state game. I really am because I've been in the big East my whole life as, as, as a young kid growing up watching it. And then I got the coach in the big East for a long time. So, and I'm a fan of Ed Cooley and, and Providence, obviously they got knocked out of the big East tournament unexpectedly, but they had a great regular season. They won the regular season and South Dakota state, maybe the hottest team in college basketball coming into the tournament. And they love to score the Jackrabbits, and And they're one of the best field goal percentage teams in the country. I think they lead the country in field goal percentage. And in three-point field goal percentage, I mean, that's really hard to do. They shoot it. They execute. They don't take a lot of threes, but the ones that they take, they make. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a team that's very, very difficult to play against. They're, they're like Vermont on steroids. And so, but, but for Providence, they don't score a lot of points, but they have the physicality. They need the edge. They need to bring back that Big East edge that won the Big East regular season. They have a very good defensive team. They're physical. They're tough. I think they can score enough points, and I think they can defend the three-point line. They have a major advantage advantage inside with uh, Nate Watson. And they've seen teams like 
uh, South Dakota State. If you think about it, Stormy, in the Big East, they played Villanova. They played Creighton. Those are two teams that, that take 20 to 33s a game. So they know how to defend the three-point shot. The question is, will Providence bring that, you know, that rugged Big East attitude, that edge to the game? If they do, they win. If they don't take South Dakota State seriously, and they walk out with the L. Yeah, could be in trouble, no doubt. The Jackrabbits average 73 and a half points per game. And like you said, just were stellar this season, 30 and four on the year. Big picture, um, who are some of those top seeds you think really are going to be contenders in this one? And some that might be a little bit vulnerable, potential have potential to have an early exit. I'm going to think about Wisconsin as an early exit. I'll tell you why. First of all, they should win against Colgate. But they're not a great shooting team, Wisconsin. They are a low turnover. We're going to grind you out, team. We're going to beat you 55-54, and, and we're going to defend. If Colgate can get hot during the game and even get an early lead, it'll be interesting to me to see how Wisconsin can come back. You know, they didn't finish the regular season and, and the tournament very well in my mind. They had a chance to wrap it up. Uh, the Big Ten title. They had a share of it. They had a chance to own it outright. They lost to Nebraska, uh, one of the worst teams in the Big Ten. And then they bowed out of the um, Big Ten tournament pretty early. So Johnny Davis, I know, sprained his ankle. I don't know if he's 100%, but Colgate is one of those teams, those mid-major teams that can get hot, shoot it from the outside. If this game is close, uh, I expect Colgate to pull off the upset down the stretch if it's close. And um, so I think they're a team that can go out early uh, for teams that I like that can really advance. Um, I, I'm really high on Kentucky. I mean, I know that's an easy name to say, but this year Kentucky's really Kentucky mm -hmm. uh, because they point guard play with Xavier Wheeler transfer from Georgia. They have shooters on the wing. We know about Oscar Shibwe. Yep. They have, they have a bench. They have role players uh, that play like stars. And, and, and Calipari has said a hundred times, how much he likes coaching this team. Usually coaches don't say that unless they really believe it and feel it. Uh, this is an experienced team, so they're older, extremely talented, and I think they can make a deep run. But I got Gonzaga yeah. winning it all. Okay, there we go. Paul, we are up against it, but you know we will be bugging you again as we get closer to the NBA draft as well. Thank you. That is Paul Biancardi of ESPN. That's a wrap on My Guys in the Desert. But Danny Burke and Rush Hour coming up. This is Visa and the Sports Betting Network.